And then they, make, they, they kind of want it more because they're shunned away from it, which causes the church to have a lot of backsliders. Backsliders are what we call those who disobey the rules of the church and they kind of move away from the church. Backsliders. Okay, what do you call yourself a backslider now? Well, officially I am a backslider. Kinda haven't been in a church for roughly more than three years now. Two, two to three years. Yeah. But I still believe in the Bible though. Mm. Awesome book. <laughs> yeah, he should know. He literally read it like three times. Like the only two books I remember reading three, time, three times. Like first was Fifty Shades of Grey, the whole trilogy when I was 12. Oh. And the second one was How to Win Friends and Influence People, which to this day I still have trouble implementing. But anyways, in terms of like your religious upbringing like what were the things that you guys kind of like weren't able to do as much like normal people because i know you told me that you know that you first masturbated when you were like literally in college which is the funniest thing ever because i was like what the fuck i started masturbating when i was like nine or something like that all right (laughs) well um, it had its perks because um, in our religion, health, healthy living is one of the top priorities. But um, also that includes uh, mental and intellectual and uh, moral codes. So masturbating was kind of um, frowned upon because it is lust, right? Lusting after any woman out there. Which, or any man. Yeah, or any man. Because in the Bible, it, um, adultery, it's not only a physical thing, but even a, a mental thing. But it's weird because adultery is only committed when you're married, right? Mm-hmm. Adultery isn't committed when you're not yet married. So I don't know why they would not allow masturbation when you're not even married yet. And, but it's not in the Bible that you're not allowed to masturbate, right? It's not, but it's in the Bible that you're not allowed to lust after a woman who is married or if you are married. Right. So, um, so we're not allowed to masturbate. I was. I only learned how to masturbate after fourth year college. And how old were you then? I think I was not. No, not fourth year, mom. Second year, third year, third year college. Yeah, I was already twenty one. Twenty one or twenty. Twenty one or twenty. Yeah. Um, fun fact. I had sex before I actually got learned to masturbate. Hey. Yeah, sex first before masturbate. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, but I don't think George ever stood up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for context, George is officially his ding dong's name for those of you watching. Yeah, it didn't stand up. Well, it, I tried. Mm. It didn't stand up. For me, like. One of the the experiences that really stood out that like I had as an encounter with this one religious person was like, because I I went to Catholic school, right to private school, and it was like super conservative, like very conservative, and we had dress codes and whatnot and shit like that, 
And there was this one time that I participated in the cheer dance competition, like mm. at school. Just for fun. Like, it's not like an inter-school, whatever. And they didn't like what you wear, but... It was just like a school thing. And, no, like, what we wore was, like, pretty basic. And, you know me, I, I'm, a, I'm a makeup artist. And there was this... When I was 15, I was 15, like, I just played around with makeup because I didn't want to, like, have basic eyeliner like everyone else did. I wanted to have, like, something different, so I, like... Did something intricate with my eyes that made made my eyes look really fierce, and I had like a red lipstick on. And after the competition, I was like, "Ooh, they're dancing, boom, boom, boom!" The finish, like having so much fun. And like other people like my makeup too, because they asked me to do it on them. Okay. <laughs> and after the competition, I was like just living my normal student life. I went to like the lost and found section at school because I lost one of my notebooks and there's like a nun there that's facilitating everything and she she was like old like literally wrinkly AF and she looked at me she was so appalled and she was like you look like the devil <laughs> yeah she did that but it does good makeup right almost like this one no like it was like raw what, what does it look like like it, it was like, like really <laughs> thick eyeliner you know, and a red lipstick. I think she was overreacting. Yeah. Yeah. Did it look scary? No. How sexy? I don't know. Like. Is I it could... Halloween event? No. <laughs> I can show you the makeup look like later on. Okay, if you're okay. watching this on YouTube, I'm gonna flash the photo here if I can still find it. Probably can. It's still on Facebook. Alright. Well, in my experience in school, it was again a religious school. So in a religious school, they would have, they would have contests, but. The teachers and the judges really don't like worldly music and um, sexual lusty music. When I say worldly music, anything that's not religious. Yeah. Yeah, they're worldly music. And anything that is hot and sexy kind of motion. So imagine. No, that, don't you can. Imagine can dance competitions, but you're not allowed to sway your hips. Because <laughs> swaying no. your hips is also kind of sexual. Really? The fuck? Right? It is sexual though, swaying your hips, right? It's like sexual. So. And then they didn't want the boys to get like polluted in heads with sexual movements no more girls. But there was this group, my batch, they went rogue. So they said, they went they used um super hot music, cheer dance, sways and all that. And first there was screaming. They were screamed first, if okay on performance, this is allowed. So they showed a very conservative performance, just shouting, yay, yay, <laughs> And then within the yay, actual yay. within the actual performance, uh, they went all worldly. <laughs> and the judges they just walked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just walked out. And they felt like that was just the bravest thing they've ever done. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like really weird because, you know, I feel like, like do people, do religious people even like really practice what's preached in the Bible? Because no, there's I have so much issues with, no, not, you know. No one can actually, I do believe that um, later in life when you're really mature, really old, it becomes easy, your practices, because... Mm. Um, I mean, everything can be learned through habitual learning, but as a young person and while growing up, 
it's near impossible because I guess it's part of growing up. I'm, um, but if like there are other religions kasi, that are really crazy, like for example, Jews, you're not allowed to walk more than 10 meters every Saturday because that's what? considered work. Really? You're not allowed to write letters every Saturday. Um, for example, um, in the Mormon religion, they have the longest um, life longevity and life life expectancy because of their diet really really strict diet um, and so many other religions have all these kinds of practices religious religion can have an effect in your health and your lifestyle but it does have a an effect as well in your growth in terms of um, maturity so like there's there's, there's these kids when they grow up, they're like 30s, but if you talk to them, it feels like you're still talking to a, a, a kid, like a 15, a 16 year old, because they've never been exposed to anything that they, they consider worldly, right? Some of these grow up to their 40s, they've never been into a bar, they've never hang out with friends on the beach going drunk, they've never um, ridden a car over 60 kilometers per hour, they've never um, even, some even don't have sex unless it's to have a baby. Like they're not allowed to have sex if it's just for pleasure. It's supposed the to be just be for some babies. So, um, going back to the point, I guess no, no one can ever really follow it to the letter because it's near impossible. I don't, I don't mean that like to the letter. Of course, like we're all fucking human, but I mean I, I have so much baggage with religion in itself because it's there's so much like. You know, so much weird shit that's happening there. Guilt, guilt. Yeah, like so much like manipulation and brainwashing. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah, the thing about, the problem about religion is that you can't deny the fact that it's governed by people. Yeah. Um, and I cannot deny as well that there are leaders that would twist or use the Bible to create their own principles and their own ideals and push it among the followers and have them do shit because this is how they it's the way they translated it they made it biased you know? and so people who don't know good enough to know who haven't studied or don't know what don't you know don't have that much knowledge can easily get manipulated and they have a lot does get manipulated there are Religions where the followers are like made to have sex with yeah. the leaders, yeah. right? Like there's this uh, there's this girl who attended one of Tony Robbins events. Like she literally sold everything she had to be at that event. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. Yeah, and that. literally she got picked because her story was they were made to have sex with their leader at the and age of six, from the age of six and up. And if they didn't, they were told they were gonna go to hell, they were yeah. sinners, whatever. I was like, fuck up. And there's this like Jim Jones incident where like literally people died because they drank like cyanide. Poison. And they cyanide believed they would end up in some heavenly plane. Yeah. That's yeah, that's one of the downsides of religion. Um have the manipulation. Really oh, we can't deny that there is a lot of manipulation going on in religion. And um, they can manipulate it to make you feel guilty. Yeah. And because your knowledge is limited, 
there's nothing else you know, you do feel guilty and to the point where you just submit to whatever you're supposed to do afterwards. There's this one place where you, when you do something wrong, you're forced to admit it in front of the entire congregation what you did. It could be premarital sex, it could be stealing, it could be lying or whatever, but you have to admit it in front of the entire congregation so that you can be accepted again. Yeah, yeah it's really fucking manipulative because, I mean, humans are genuine, like, we've been wired to want belonging because before, you know, obviously, when, before we, we evolved, we thought that, like, I mean, we literally functioned in units, and so if you were an outcast way back when we were cavemen, it literally meant you were going to die, because you didn't have a team to protect you, you didn't have a tribe to, like, look after you, to hunt with you. Yeah, very primal. Yeah, very primal. And it preys on that human, human pri like, primal need to belong, because, like, if you don't obey the rules that we've set, then your community is taken away from you, which is exactly what happened to you. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get in there, but it's fucking fucking manipulation, man. Like I cannot stand it because they they use you know the very like the lowest you know on the scale of vibration and frequency, the lowest forms of emotions are like shame, fear, guilt, and a lot of religions use those to make people do what you know their fucking leaders want them to do. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Electricast. And being an outcast, that's, that's such back on that, you have first-hand experience of being an outcast. We're not going to be mentioning what religion this is, um, this guy's in, but um, <laughs> you, do you want to talk about that? Like how, like, how you grew up, you know, what you went through, what happened? Well, this is common practice in a lot of religion. When someone does something really, really bad, you know, there are churches that would have rankings of sin. Yeah, there are sins that are really, really grave, and there are sins that they can look past. Like what? What are the great, really grave sins? Well, one of the grave sins, like a, are for example adultery, mm. or um, for example killing someone, or stealing money from the church or kinds of sins that are that involves other people you know what if sins that you did yourself like you cut yourself or you masturbated or ate food or ate food that is not allowed so 
So those stuff, like, can the church can look past that? They'll just tell you not to do it again. But since that involves other people, like, you kill someone, or you you gathered a group from the church, and you all did the same thing, you did drugs together, like, you, you know, you, you involved other people into that, they would consider that grave, and they would consider you as someone who's, who's a danger to the church community. And especially if you're a leader, like me, like, you used to be someone everyone looks up on, and then you do something really grave, really wrong, and I did all kinds of stuff. The church's defense mechanism is to not allow you to stand up in the pulpit anymore. You're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to participate in church activities anymore. And then uh, you're just informed to just sit in the back and just do nothing. And then you can also start feeling other people who used to be quite friendly with you, they would slowly stop talking to you. And I would, I myself would distance myself then from them as well, because I feel ashamed of what I did. So it creates this positive, positive energy where everyone just repels from me, and I repel myself from everyone else. And that's what's really sad about that, you know? When I was still inside the church though, when everyone does, when there is anyone who would do something really grave, um, I would visit that person's house. I would go to that person's house and tell them, how you doing, man? Like, we miss you. <laughs> do that. And uh, that's not something most religions commonly do. Because inside the church, people gossip. Really, like, one single thing. Boosh, like, everyone knows right away. <laughs> like, even if they like, how the hell did they know that? Like, it spreads, the news spreads, and then you feel ashamed because they know that. Yeah. And everyone else looks at you different. And it's, it's, a, it's a real manipulative tactic because it's like, it's using other people against you through shame, through guilt. And then um, pastors would even do messages that targets you. Like, in front of have you, have you Have you tried that? Like, I tried it? Or yeah, like, have you experienced that? Um, I guess... I kind of heard someone speak about me, but I wasn't listening. But I have seen it firsthand in one of our schools before. Yeah, yeah. The student was humiliated, literally. And do, they, was, do, they, do they say the name or whatever? No, but everyone knows. What, yeah. was, what, what did that person do? He joined the fraternity. Oh, yeah. And then the Pastor kind of message like allied yourself with um, dark forces, stuff like that, and then other messages from the Bible. He kind of molded it to make him feel bad about his choices and all that. But it's really unfair because instead of giving a loving message and drawing people together, yeah, it divides. It divides. It really does. But that's that's what I meant when I said like, do people even? like practice what they preach or like practice what's in the Bible because the Bible never talks about like if someone's if, if someone does something wrong just don't talk to them just like pretend they're dead pretend they're not around yeah the Bible never talks about that yeah, but never about um, shaming. there's so many religions because if you look at the Bible actually Jesus went to the pagans and the Pharisees scolded him so <laughs> Jesus is doing the exact thing that the church doesn't want us 
what a lot of people do. Jesus only spends 10% of his time in the church to read some writings, and then 95% of the time he was outside hanging out with killers, thieves, and hanging out with the poor um, in the beach, sharing messages in the beach, giving food, and even in the prison cells he would visit. And so the church, though, the power of the church is reliant on the people obeying what the church wants them to obey. So when people defect from that, the church loses its power. So is that our moral lesson? Is that the lesson for today? Like, defect from the fucking church if they're fucking manipulative? No. Uh, the church could do better. The church could Because do it's really divisive. It's discriminatory. Like, I went... If the church is manipulating you, then yeah, you should really stay away from that. Yeah, I guess it depends on what kind of religion you're into. Um, not kind of religion. Every religion can do that to you. Yeah, I it, under, it's understand. It's on the people inside that community, inside that church itself. Because um, I cannot also deny the fact that there are churches that are very open, that are understanding, that knows that sometimes life just happens. Yeah. And there are church, there are pastors that um, are chill, right? But there are other churches, because it's, it's a thing that's taught to you. It's a thing that's it's passed, down. passed down, right? And that's very dangerous. Which is what makes it really fucking dangerous, because... You know, when you're shown like one truth, which is let's say a religious truth, and yeah, from one angle, yeah, and like that's something that you you've been brought up in, and that's something that you've grown up to. It's like you assume that that's the one absolute truth, and every fucking thing out there is wrong. It's like it makes things black and white. It discriminates people. It shames them. And it disempowers them because, you know, the, the biggest way to lose your power is to believe that you don't have any. Yeah. I guess that's, that's true. Um, the church likes... Um, there are churches that likes to disempower people, likes to make people realize that um, the only way to be good to follow what we tell you <laughs> and yeah. um, churches like writing their own Bibles sometimes yeah they have their own writings their own catechisms their own pamphlets their own other stuff so not only are you supposed to follow the Bible but you're also supposed to follow all these other rules that the church yeah. put around the Bible yeah. and that's why no one can completely follow it it's really a big like it's really a huge tool of like mass manipulation because it's because it it preys on your on your primal instincts of fear where it's like if you don't do this you're gonna go to hell you know and if you don't do this you're gonna lose your community you're gonna lose your friends you're not gonna be accepted you're gonna be looked down upon you're gonna be shamed and that that's where I think like the difference between relig being religious and being spiritualized it's like being religious is like I'm so devoted to this religion and I'm going to do everything this religion Yeah, I was born here, I was like Yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that It's like, you know, my religion is the right religion and every other fucking religion is wrong Most, I mean, not, I'm not saying that all religions preach that or like all religions I think almost all religious religions preach that It's kind of like, we're the right religion you Yeah, know? that's how every religion works Because if they don't admit that then they're, they're going to allow their people to go to other religions and they'll lose their power. 
they keep their power by making their members. So it is about power. It's about power. It's about control. It's about like it's almost basically brainwashing. Yeah, it is all about power. It has always been about power. Yeah, which actually, you know, like if we look at it from like a socialist, socialist point of view, it makes sense because there's order, there's conformity, and you know, in a way that helps bring society together. Like we make sure you don't kill me, and I don't kill you, because you know there there are rules, and you know rules can be really helpful in the right context. But I think where this goes wrong is like, and coming back to my point, I think. It's, you know, it's one thing to be religious and another thing to be spiritual. Because being spiritual is kind of like having your own path, having your own journey of, like, seeking the truth and connecting to, you know, whatever divine entity you believe in or whatever name you want to call it, right? Allah, God, the universe, whatever. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's, I think spirituality and being spiritual is more empowering. Because it's like seeking instead of just obeying. Yeah, the, the Bible actually um, wants you to seek the truth and find it out yourself. Instead of just um, conforming to what the collective community wants you to believe in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually a lot of the Bible heroes found the truth out themselves. Through meditation, through prayer, and through, through in nature. That's how they found God. Like Moses found God in a burning bush. Jonah found God in his dream. You know? I think for me the very first time that I had like a really huge spiritual experience was the first time I was in mushrooms <laughs> in fucking Indonesia. Mushrooms are everywhere in Gili Trawangan. It was fucking amazing. And I may be in mushrooms too. <laughs> <laughs> well mushrooms are vegan. Yeah, I guess. But Going back to, you know, the dangers of, like, religion, I think it's where, like, it's also relying on the fact that people are lazy and people aren't really... Trying to find the truth themselves? Yes, they're not going to bother. So it's like, they're easier to manipulate. That's true. Um, one of the biggest downfalls of men is when they don't seek out the truth themselves and they become manipulated yeah and that's on you that's totally on you yeah. if you get if you get led astray there's no such thing as getting led astray like you chose to follow what was handed to you without you taking a step back and like doing a study yourself yeah laziness another thing that yeah Another thing that kind of like if I feel to add to that is you know just being just putting out like absolute statements or like having that kind of absolutism where it's like this is what's right, this is what's wrong, the world is black and white, and if you do this, then it's wrong. Like one of the one of the biggest examples that I really was like, what the fuck? Like really fucking mad, mad about was like when the church was fucking discouraging poor fucking people from using birth control, 
And these are literally people who are oh, probably yeah, eating rice and salt every day. They live under the bridge. And the church is like, no, no, don't use birth control. Just use the fucking calendar method. And I'm just like, what is fucking wrong with you? Yeah, that was crazy. It lacks context because, like, you know, these people, they're producing children like fucking rabbits. You love context. Yeah. Yeah, we need context. Because literally, <laughs> like, if you're fucking rich... You won't answer any question of mine if there wasn't any context. Like, if, if, if you're rich, then go ahead, pop 12 babies at a time who fucking cares. But if you literally don't have anything to provide for those kids, so you, you need to take responsibility. And I think the church is just like... Well, not all churches, but, you know, here in the Philippines, it was just like, it's fucking calendar method. I was like, are you fucking stupid? Like, these people... They, not a lot of them have that kind of discipline. And I don't think, you know, like, it's fucking human nature that you're playing with. So I think you're playing with fire. And I think that was just really awful. Especially when they add the statement, like, just, you know, have faith in God, you know? They would really, um, like, bash you if you try using birth pills. They think you're killing a baby. When, in fact, you're actually doing that to not kill a baby. In the real world. <laughs> yeah. And, and and when, of course, when... I think they also appeal to people's lazy side when they say, just, you know, rely on God, just, like, have faith, have faith. And that doesn't, like, result in any action. I think it's that blind reliance. That's like, oh, I'm just going to leave it up to God. Like, it doesn't matter if I get my wife pregnant. It's to God's will. It's like, uh, <gasps> what? Faith without works is dead. So it's super disempowering, you know? It's like, and we're not even mentioning yet the people who are literally getting rich off of people who are not seeking for themselves. The people who are just like vulnerable and Maybe they've been a victim of one religion and then they find a religion that just like love bombs them and makes them feel accepted before yeah. they're like, all right, all right, give me your fucking money. It's crazy because the Bible already mentioned that if you give your money to the poor, you're already giving it to God. The Bible says that. Have, have you seen that tweet or like that post that got viral about a religion here in the Philippines that said that if you want to go, go to heaven, you need to pay him like some fucking money? There are all kinds of stuff like that. That's, yeah. that's everywhere around the world. People who claim they're Jesus or they're God, and you have to worship them, give them money, or have sex with them. And by doing so, you'll find favor in God, and when you die, you'll go to heaven. It's, it's crazy that people would trust those things out of their own words. Like, you can just say it, and people would trust you. Yeah. It boggles, boggles my head. Because a lot of these people, you might think that they're stupid. That you might think that they had no education. But if you look at their members, there were doctors in there. There were lawyers in there. There were professionals in there. People you wouldn't actually expect would just follow like sheep. Are there literally just submitting you know, to, to that one guy? And it's, it's just... Just drives my just, just like you know I can't I can't comprehend how these people's minds work for just for them to just submit to something 
with no research, no context, no common sense, no no study whatsoever. Well, that's because they're human. You know, they're not always going to be ruled by logic. Some of them they're ruled by emotions. Yeah, okay, I guess that's true. So, for example, if you're really vulnerable and I just like appeal to you. And you invite me to something. Yeah, where it's like, you, you feel like, oh my god, I found myself again. I feel belong I feel belonging again. This is my tribe. This is my squad. And then they like, dump all the fucking weird shit on you later on. When you, when, you know, you've developed some kind of attachment to them. It's like... Yeah, because they help make sense in what's happening to you. They'll give you a story. Yeah. A much better story than the one you've been living in before that religion. Stories are powerful. And when you get caught up to it, and really caught up to it, soon, when you're so deep in it, so deep in shit, you'll start noticing things that aren't right. But since you're really deep in it already, you you just ignore it. Hey, this is right, but... Oh well. <laughs> hey, like drinking this cyanide laced Kool Aid. <laughs> like, doesn't seem right. I see people dying, toppling over, but oh well, whatever. It's so disempowering. I really fucking hate how it takes people's power away through like all forms of manipulation tactics and through, you know, just like indoctrinating people from because because nobody. It's like when you and you've been in there for so long, you don't even question it. You pass it on to your kids. They pass it on to their children, and that cycle of being disempowered just continues. I really fucking hate how like most people in those communities literally cannot express themselves for fear of being shamed, for fear of being ousted, for fear of being like yeah. And then um, if you ask them why they're doing that, they would simply say. Because that's what their pastor told them. Yeah. Yeah. Like 99% of them could not even find a Bible verse that supports what they do. <laughs> it's true. And if they do find something, it's some. It's like a printed document printed by that church yeah. to support why they're doing this. You know? It's crazy. Like, yeah. We should start our own religion. <laughs> Guys, we're starting our own religion. Just pay us 500 bucks a month. You're going to go to heaven. I think, like, um, the one thing that each person must do is to seek and question and really find the truth out for themselves and not just, like, accept any religious authority's opinion or teachings. Because... Remember that, above all things, you need to value your health. You need to value not stepping on top of other people's boundaries. And you also need to value, if there was one, if there were things that you need to value above most, it's you have to value your own life. So if any religion or any community tells you, or makes you do something or ask you for something. And love. You need to value love. love. Ask you something that violates these things. These four things are primal, by the way. Yeah, your own space, love, um, your health, and valuing, life. valuing your own life. These things are primal. It makes it easy. It should be easy. So if these four things are violated or stepped, upon, stepped on, 
start to start questioning that. Yeah, question and run away. Exactly. It's really stupid. Yeah, but I think that's where your quest for truth starts. It's when you start noticing these like stupid stipulations that people just throw on you, and you start questioning, and you start having the courage to, you know, not be sucked in to the things that you've quote unquote always known were true. Yeah. Yeah. Empower yourself. Just like seek your own seek your own path because the people who seek, the people who question are the ones that are find the truth. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, they find the truth. And if they don't find the truth in their lifetime at least they're less likely to be manipulated. And, yeah, yeah, seeking is a journey, it's an adventure. Yeah. I love adventures. Yeah, definitely an adventure. So there yeah. you go, guys. Those are the dangers of religion and dogma. Hope you like this episode. And let us know your fucking thoughts, your crazy experiences, and you know all the nasty shit you heard in the comments below. If you have episode requests and ideas that you want us to try out next for Pussy Power, just email me. I'm Angela at PussyPower.live. Alright guys, I'll see you in the next episode. Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid.